With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, my name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show, minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it, so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show, so you'll hear that on this podcast. But obviously, it's a podcast, it's pre-recorded. So if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say... I mean, I'm not going to read it because it's already happened. It's in the past. It's pre-recorded and no one's going to see it anyway. But here's the worst bit. You might still get charged for it, depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of everybody's time. And so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5 p.m. UK time on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast. This is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alec with a C. Feldman. Hello. So, as you probably will have heard in the news just then, the Conservative Party are having their leadership election. They're picking their next leader and also, by extension, the person that's going to be the next Prime Minister. The current frontrunner in that race is Boris Johnson, but he's come under a lot of criticism because he just won't do interviews. He's taken six questions from journalists throughout the whole campaign. He's very difficult to get hold of. He doesn't want to talk to the press. The less he says, the better. So, I'm very pleased to announce that I have managed to secure Boris Johnson for an interview. Loads of people have tried. The BBC have tried. Channel 4 have tried. Sky have tried. All the newspapers have tried. Benji Hyers tried on a Sunday morning. He hasn't been able to get him. But me, Alec Feldman, Saturdays 3 till 5, have got Boris Johnson for an interview right now. Boris, you've opposed the deal that Theresa May negotiated with the EU. So how do you plan to approach the EU that will get a better outcome? Now is the time to unite the EU. And how do you propose doing that? We must leave. I suppose that makes some sense. We are the most difficult member of the EU. Without us, it probably would be a lot more united and harmonious. And what about the Labour Party? The Conservatives are currently fourth in the opinion polls. A lot of your colleagues are backing you because they think you're the only candidate that could beat Jeremy Corbyn. How do you plan to do that? Kick Corbyn. Kick Corbyn. Again. Um, I didn't quite mean beat in that sense, but that is quite revealing about you, Boris. You've just demonstrated to us that you have quite violent tendencies. Should we be scared? I, I understand. Of course, I, of course I understand. And let me clear that I am the real existential threat. Well, that is what people are saying about you, Boris, especially given your past track record for dishonesty. The £350 million a week for the NHS that you put on the side of your bus during the Brexit campaign, that never got delivered. Will you be promising that if you become the next Prime Minister? I don't think that we will end up 
with any such thing. Well, there you have it. Moving on, this week, your rival Michael Gove has been under a lot of scrutiny for admitting to past drug use. Have you ever used drugs? Three times. Care to elaborate on that? I don't... Okay then, and finally Boris Johnson, just a little bit of fun we're having. Let's say you're going on a lads weekend away to Brussels, you want to pull a girl in a club. How do you do it? What's your secret? Prepare vigorously and seriously. It's only if we have the guts and the courage to get ready for it that we will carry any conviction in Brussels and get the deal we need. Words to live by. And that was the UK's only radio interview with Conservative Party leadership candidate Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson, thank you. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from London, Alec Feldman. All right, Carly Hansen, back in my arms. Five softs, easier before that. Good afternoon, everyone. Alec Feldman here. Remember me? Hi. Hope you are all good. Sorry about last week. You heard the same show two weeks in a row. Sorry about that. Not my fault. I had a really good show planned last week, but then everything broke. Everything broke. All of it. So you got to hear two weeks ago, twice. Lucky you. But you'll hear all that stuff next week. There was some some good stuff, which I can recycle. So it's all good. Hope you're good today. I've just been on holiday. I was on holiday last week, not during the show. And so basically, the (laughs) the central focus of today's show is just me talking about being on holiday, which I know is quite often very boring and no one cares sort of the radio equivalent of going to someone's house and they take out a massive box of their holiday photos and go look here's us in front of the eiffel tower oh look there's a there's keith pretending to touch the top even though he's actually stood far far in front of it oh haha here's here's some shoes because we set off the photo uh, the camera before we're ready it won't be like that i have some some vaguely interesting stuff from my holiday because no one cares about the boring stuff so you'll just hear about that for a little bit but it's also very much a show of two halves today because we've got first hour, all the usual stuff, just me talking at you and having a little chat about some stuff, as we normally do. Second hour, big gear shift, because we're doing the Unstoppable Sessions with NCS. You might have heard these on Wizard Radio Station before over the last couple of months. Each presenter is talking about a particular issue. So between four and five today, we're going to be having a conversation about social media and its impact on your mental health. So that'll be very interesting, very different, but very interesting. So stick around for that. Um, I'll need a lot of your contributions for that because I want to hear what you have to say. So that's coming up after four o'clock, which means sad news. No Connect Four this week. No 60 Second Guide. I'm so sorry. Don't cry. They'll be back soon. It's all good. But we do have some other stuff before then. I want to talk to you about weird exam invigilators because it's exam season at the moment. It's kind of coming to its end. And I saw an article about weird invigilators, which I related to very strongly. Need to tell you about that. Also... If you're going to uni soon, a course that I would not recommend you do about health and safety, but it's not quite healthy or safe. Also, tantrums and from my holiday need to discuss Polish TV and music because whilst I was out there, I was embracing all the local culture and it's kind of a bit weird. So I want to share that with you. That's all on the way before four o'clock and then four till five, the unstoppable sessions with NCS, which will be very interesting talking about social media. So hang about, do stick about for the next couple hours, it'll be an interesting one today. Before all that though, don't worry, this is still on this week. Let's do some learning. This week I learned... So I have three lessons for you from my life that I've, I've taken this week. And I've been like, okay, I should 
learn that for future experiences. I'm sharing them with you so you don't have to go through what I've been through, the horrors, the things I've seen. So lesson number one, this week I've learned that everything is better when it's tiny. There, this is the theme of me being on holiday coming through already, because you know when you go on holiday, you can only take tiny, like 100 milliliters of liquids onto a plane for security reasons. And so now what um, sort of cosmetics companies have caught onto with this is that they can make their normal products, but make them much smaller and charge much more. And so when you go on holiday, you can get a teeny tiny bottle of show, uh, soap, kind of shower gel stuff, which looks just like the normal size bottle, but smaller. And it's really cute. Got some tiny head and shoulders shampoo, a really tiny tube of toothpaste. And it's so cute, so cute and small. And it's just quite funny. I think it's better than the normal stuff. But also, they charge much, much more for it. And so at one point I was in the shower, I accidentally knocked over my tiny, tiny shower gel and it was spilling out on the floor and I was looking at it going, no, this is just like 50p going down the drain, literal going down the drain. Probably like 20 quid a litre for that stuff, but it's quite cute and small, so that's all that matters. Everything is better when it's tiny. Lesson number two. This week I learned, this one will sound quite profound, but it really isn't. If a door won't open, shoulder barge it. Like I say, not some profound life advice about opportunities, but a literal door. I stayed in an Airbnb. This wasn't me going by myself, by the way. I did go with a friend of mine. It's not just a lonely holiday. And the guy who owned it was a lovely man called Norbert, which is a really cute name. And he showed us in, opened the door for us, then off he popped. The next time we went out, we came back. The next time we had to open the door, we had some real problems with it in the sense that it wouldn't open. And we tried and we tried and we tried again. Turned the key exactly how you'd expect it to. Did all kind of different combinations of key turns. Wasn't budging. Door did not open. Problem. All of our stuff was inside. We would quite have liked to have slept at that point. And all of that was made impossible by the fact that we couldn't get in. And so, in the end, we had to call this poor guy out, Norbert. It was about half 10, 11 at night. And he had to come out from his home, whatever he was doing, just to open the door and he shows up and we're like help we can't open the door and he just gets his key and he turns it and the door opens and it was the most embarrassing thing because we've been like oh no it's a massive problem it won't open nothing we can do to make it open and he just did it and there was no problem he's like what are you talking about why can't you open it like that's easy why have you brought me here why have you disturbed my evening for this and it was very embarrassing and the next time we had the same problem. We went out again, came back, couldn't open the door. We were like, we are not calling Norbert again. This cannot happen. We can't drag that poor sweet man from his humble abode in the middle of the night to open a door. And so we just did the age old technique of barging into it, turning the key while simultaneously slamming our shoulders into the door as if it would make a difference. And I was saying, no, we just need to have faith. We need to believe that we can open this door. The other person I was with was like, no, we're going to have to call Norbert. I was like, no, we will not. Just believe. And as I said, just believe. And I was slamming into the door and turning the key. The door opened. A result. So this is what I've learned. If a door won't open, you have to literally shoulder barge it. And that will usually be enough force to get it to swing open for you. I don't know. That's just my experience. And finally, lesson number three. This week I learned technology never works when you need it. Here's a bit of behind the scenes gossip for you. After four today, as part of the Unstoppable Sessions with NTS, I have an interview with someone. I'll tell you more about that in a bit. We have an interview on the show today with a YouTuber and an influencer. 
and I was preparing for this. We did it by phone. I was preparing for this like an hour in advance, making sure everything was set up the way I wanted it to be so I could record it. Because if you do an interview and then at the end you discover it didn't record and you have nothing, that's the worst feeling in the world and it means you've totally wasted your time and the other person's time. And it's very bad. So I was going to great lengths to make sure it would record. Phone, phone them up. They answer. Nothing. No sound coming where I want it to come. It was very annoying. All the practice, all the setting up was for nothing. It worked perfectly in the test runs. And then when the big pivotal moment came, nah, wasn't wasn't playing ball. So um, I used the age-old technique of just putting your phone up to the microphone. And that's how this interview was recorded. So enjoy that. It's coming after four o'clock. Technology never works when you need it to, despite however much prep you've done. So what have we learned this week? Everything's better when it's tiny. If a door won't open, shoulder barge it. Technology never works when you need it. Next, I want to share some Polish culture with you. I went to Poland, and I'm going to share some culture after Stormzy. Here's Vossi Bop at Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio, that was Stormzy and Vossi Bop. I'm Alec Feldman. Cheers for having us on this afternoon. Played Dermot Kennedy in second. But before that, I have something even better to play you. Because I was in Poland for a few days at the start of the week. Why, why Poland of all places to go on a holiday? The answer, very, very cheap. So cheap, it's incredible. Great exchange rate, and then stuff doesn't cost all that much when you're there. So holiday on a budget, go to Poland. And when I'm on holiday, there are, there are a number of things I like. I'm a big fan of a foreign supermarket. Love them. Like all the different sweets you can get and snacks. Foreign snacks are top notch. I really enjoy them. But also, I like taking in the local culture bit of TV, bit of radio, checking out what people are listening to, what people are watching. And Poland did not disappoint. They have some some quite weird TV. Did a bit of channel hopping. It's a combination of two things. They like an imported like 80s American drama series. There are a lot of them that I could find, but dubbed in Polish. So even though there is the American or the English there, I just called it American. Oh my God. The English there can't really understand it because it's been dubbed over in Polish and then also they enjoy just kind of weird reality shows I think here's one I saw that most disturbed me it was the first thing we saw when we turned on the telly it was it was a guy and he was in some kind of what do you call it like a gym I suppose surrounded by people watching him he was in the middle and he was hanging from the ceiling right so far so good Except, he wasn't just hanging from the ceiling using his hands. He was using a body part. He was hanging from the ceiling with these two hooks attached to the skin in his knees. His knees. It was horrifying. It must have been so painful. It looked agonizing. Like, it literally went through the little bit of of fat above your actual kneecap. It went all the way through. It pierced it. And he was hanging, sort of facing upwards leaning back from his knees it it still creeped me out i can't not also creep you out with that because it was very scary and then also another guy on this show i don't know what it's called i assume it was people hanging from body parts another guy who had things going into his back and he was hanging from the skin on his back it looked horrendous so some some weird stuff on post tv literally the first thing that i saw when i put it on but also listen to a bit of polish radio again they like imported English classic rock from like the 70s and 80s. But the Polish radio stations I found that played Polish music 
were quite big on sort of European techno sounding stuff. Personal favourite of mine is this song. It's called Pinocchio. Have a listen to this. Very camp, very European, and you'd never hear anything like that over here. And if you're interested, the song was about a guy who was cheating on his girlfriend, and the music video features him wearing a big Pinocchio nose and cheating on his girlfriend. That's pretty much all there is to it. So, big fan of the Polish TV and the Polish music would go again. Some foreign culture for you. It's Wizard Radio. This is Dermot Kennedy in Outnumbered. Outnumbered from Dermot Kennedy. This is Wizard Radio with Alec Feldman this afternoon. How is it going? baby and Martin Garrix on the way soon. But first, I want to tell you about another incident that I had whilst I was on holiday. Um, I want to give out a little warning here. You might find what I'm about to tell you about quite distressing because here follows a very, very sad story. So, where I was staying in Krakow, in Poland, if you walk about 30 seconds from the front of the Airbnb, there was an ice cream parlour. Norbert, our Airbnb host, wrote a list of recommended places to go. He said, if you want the best ice cream in Krakow, go to this ice cream parlour, this particular one, literally 30 seconds from our front door. And we were very keen to do this. We decided we were going to save it for the last day we were there. And so all the previous days, we saw people queuing up. There were queues going out the door to go to this, the best ice cream parlor in Krakow. People emerging, happily licking their ice creams, looking very excited about the taste sensation that was about to follow. Naturally, we were very excited to finally get to try this ourselves. And on the last day, that's exactly what we did. Before we had to check out the Airbnb, we made sure we went down there and got our ice cream. At this time of day, not much of a queue. It was fairly quick to be served. They had a whole variety of flavours. was very excited. My friend went first before I did. They, they paid their money. Obviously, it's Poland, but people speak very good English, which is kind of all right. Or so I thought. More on that later. They say, I want an ice cream. They immediately switch into, into English, like, ah, oh, it's an English tourist. That'll be seven zloty, please, they say. You hand over your seven zloty. And then you go on to the next person who actually serves you your ice cream. So there my friend goes, pays the seven zloty, then goes over to the little ice cream freezer. The person gets a cone, puts the two scoops in and hands them to them. A very happy customer. My friend takes their ice cream and walks off happy and content. It's my moment. It's my turn. I too say, can I have a cone with two scoops, please? Seven zloty. The man says, I give him seven zloty. I move on to the freezer. I say, I'd like that flavor and that flavor, please. I think it was dairy vanilla and Nutella flavor. And then at that moment, something truly horrific unfolded, something I wasn't prepared for. I wasn't ready for it happened so fast, just in a split second, disaster. Whilst I'm looking down at the different flavors of ice cream, the person serving me reaches up they don't grab a cone, they grab, <laughs> they grab a cup. And I see them and I, I can see what's happening. And I'm like, oh no. And I try to jump in before it's too late and say, no, I asked for a cone. 
and she either didn't hear me or didn't understand me or ignored me anyway and put two scoops in this cup and handed me the cup. And as this was happening, I turned around to my friend and I was like, no, it's all gone wrong. It's all gone wrong. But they quite quickly dissociated themselves with me and everyone else just sort of ignored it. The server turned blind eye. And so I was stuck with this, this cup, this ice cream I've been looking forward to the whole time. In a lovely waffle cone. Didn't happen. It was a cup. And we left, we left the ice cream place to go eat the ice cream. My friend licking their cone. Me just having to, to spoon ice cream out of a paper cup. Feeling huge resentment, feeling anger, confusion. It all happened so fast before I even knew what was happening. I was given this ice cream in a cup instead of a cone. And I was honestly gutted. Been looking forward to it for so long. And it just wasn't meant to be. And then I spent about an hour, I, I'm not even joking, just whinging about this cone. And basically, kind of having a full-on tantrum at the age of 20. Just going, this would have been better if it was a cone. This is the best ice cream ever. But I wanted it in a cone. And whenever I saw people eating ice cream from a cone, I was just like, look at them eating from their cone. Disgusting. And getting very, very exercised about my cup of ice cream instead of a cone. Truly gutted. I, um, I'm unashamed to say I did have a bit of an adult tantrum. And you know what? I think totally justified. I was very angry about this, this whole cup cone business. So today, I ask you, when was the last time you had a tantrum? Please tell me. The most recent one. I hope it is about something stupid. I hope it was quite recent, like at a fairly grown up age age when you shouldn't really be having tantrums because I did briefly turn into a five-year-old for about an hour and it wasn't pretty but that's what it was so when was the last time you had a tantrum can you send me a text with the story 07807 183 538 or you can send us a Facebook message on there slide into the Instagram DMs Twitter Wiz Radio on those two come say hi and tell me when the last time you had a tantrum was what was it about how long did it last? How did other people react? All the details. Don't be ashamed. I want to know. I've admitted to my tantrum. Now it's your turn. So you tell me about those. Meanwhile, I'll play you the baby and also Martin Garrix, Macklemore, Patrick Stump. Here's Summer Days at Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio with Suge by the baby, Martin Garrix. Summer Days before that. I'm Alec Feldman. If you missed the start of the show, second hour today, four till five, will be a little bit different. Doing the Unstoppable Sessions with NCS, having a conversation about social media and its impact on your mental health. That is now 20 minutes away. So stick around for that. It'll be different, but I think you'll like it. It'll be very interesting. And we'll have a good old chat. So that's in 20 minutes time. Still to come. Also want to talk about weird invigilators and a health and safety degree that isn't all it's cracked up to be. At the moment though, talking about tantrums the last time you had a tantrum this is because i i'm not ashamed to say it i had a tantrum this week was not happy in a in a polish ice cream parlor i was given a cup instead of a cone i didn't have a tantrum in there but it was when i got out and i was just being like a stroppy tiger going i don't want this i want a cone i was not happy very very not happy and i wanted to know when your most recent tantrum was and what it was about and all the details who have we got let's check it out we have tom 
Tom has been on. When I was in holiday a few years ago, we went to a pizza takeaway place. We could get a massive slice of pizza for a couple of euros. It's a really good deal. I love value for money. Good deal. Good deal, Tom. Thanks for the recommendation. Even though he hasn't said where it is. It's Europe somewhere. Anyway, Tom says, I ordered my slice. They handed me the slice of pizza on a tissue. And the pizza just slid off the tissue as they were handing it to me. So it just fell on the floor. It was pretty embarrassing, but I just asked for another slice. And they wouldn't give it to me for free. I was so upset, I think I started yelling at them and demanding it for free before my friends pulled me away. I was so upset for the rest of the day. Oh, oh yeah, very petulant child. I don't want to be the one to say this, but I'm going to be. That, that kind of was at least partially your fault. Like, it would be a nice gesture, don't get me wrong. It would be very nice of them to give you a free slice, but not necessarily something that you should, like, insist on and have a massive tantrum if not. Here's the vision I've got. Tell me if this is right or not. A vision of you sort of rolling around on the floor, arms in fists, banging up and down, legs kicking, tears dripping down your face. Your face has gone all red with anger, you know, like a five-year-old tantrum. This isn't me describing my one, by the way. This is what I think Tom's was like, just very angry. Like, no, you should give me pizza for free. And they're just like, please leave our establishment. But thanks for that. I enjoyed that. Good tantrum. George sent me a message. I was having a really bad day just before the Christmas break last year. And the teacher sent me out of class for talking to the person next to me while she was teaching. I mean, fairly standard school stuff so far. But it was so weird. I was just talking quietly. And she flipped out on me and sent me out. I don't know what happened. I just reacted really badly and started shouting back at her. Everyone saw as well because it was really loud outside the classroom. And the gossip spread around my ear quite fast. Wow. That does sound like a very bad day. Totally snapped at your teacher. Although she sounds... Is it a she? Um, I can't remember. Doesn't say. They. Shouldn't make assumptions like that. They just sort of snapped for no reason. And then you snapped right back. So I feel like everyone's equally culpable there, really. Um, I want to know what what your um, shouting back was like. What did you say? Is it like, you're a rubbish teacher. Your worksheets aren't interesting and your markings, crap. Was it that kind of stuff? Or just really personal teacher stuff? Or just like, I wasn't talking. What are you saying? Being classic teenager. Wasn't me. Kind of stuff. But yeah, decent tantrum. You, you left your classroom in flames of honour and glory and slight embarrassment. Yeah. Megan says, when I went to my first concert last year, it was 21 Pilots. And I was really getting into it. Everyone has cooler first views than me, clearly. Busted, if you missed it. Apparently, I was getting too into it. Because security came and tried to take me away. What? This happens? Oh, yes. This is the kind of thing I wanted. Megan says, I started kicking and screaming at them. And there were literally three security guards trying to grab me away and force me out of the crowd. It just escalated so quickly. I did cry, I'm afraid to say. That is an incredible story. Why? How into it were you getting? Were you like smashing into people? You were so excited, flailing your arms around and smacking people in the face or what? How can you get that excited at a 21 Pilots gig that they remove you? Legendary. I hope 21 Pilots one day hear this story and they're like, wow man, you went hard. Legend, come back. But stay backstage next time maybe so you don't hurt other people. 
but that's a that's not a fight you can win, is it? You versus three massive security guards. I feel like the more you resist, the worse they'll rough you up a bit. Doesn't doesn't sound fun, but also oh, what a story, what a tantrum. Megan, you're a legend, absolute legend. I hope you're not banned from Twenty One Pilots gigs now forever for that. Those are good tantrums. Thanks everyone for the messages. Coming up next. I have a uni course that I would not recommend you taking. I read about it this week. I'll tell you more after Sean Mendes and Camila Cabello. A romantic duet. Sean Mendes, Camila Cabello. That was Senorita. It's Wizard Radio. Flexure on the way. And for the next sort of 12 minutes before we get to the Unstoppable Sessions with NCS, bit of a sort of educational theme going on. I want to tell you about some weird invigilator behavior that I've read about because it's exam season. But before that, Maybe you're thinking about what to do at uni. It's that time of year, maybe when you're starting to think about it. if you're in year, is it year 11, 12 that you apply? Whatever, whatever year it is. Maybe if you're in year 12 right now, you're thinking about what you're going to do for UCAS in year 13, if you're in the UK. A course I would, I would like to advise you against, if this is your calling in life. Health, safety, what is it? Health and safety and environmental management at... University of South Wales. Now, I won't lie, that doesn't sound like the most thrilling course. It's not something necessarily that I'd want to do. But if you like health and safety and environmental management, if that's the degree that you want to do, that's what you want to do with your life, then don't do it at the University of South Wales. They've um, just had to apologise because a lecturer who was teaching a health and safety module knew nothing about health or safety and just gave them totally wrong information this this is the biggest blagger in history I think listen to this the lecturer gave you the wrong information about cooking oil does anyone know what temperature you can correctly cook heat sorry correctly heat cooking oil to before it'll catch fire I I don't off the top of my head but you'd kind of hope that if you were learning about this in your health and safety module of your uni course then your lecturer would know the answer is 360 degrees Celsius. If anyone wanted to guess, um, that's the answer. Except it's it's actually not. It's 250 degrees Celsius. But this lecturer said it was 360. So just sign, sounds a little bit like he was kind of plucking a, a number out of thin air. And he's like, eh, that sounds about right. Hope no one notices. 360 degrees. Um, what other, what other myth, mistruths did he tell people? Well, bleach. Where would you put bleach on the pH scale? Is it acidic or is it an alkaline? This, as far as I remember, is fairly basic, like year seven, eight, nine, key stage three science, chemistry kind of information. But this guy clearly forgot his GCSE science because he said bleach was an acid. It's not. It's a very, very strong alkaline. Those are totally different things. And you don't want to try and cure something with an acid by adding more acid to it and vice versa that's what could have happened with this guy the word voltage anyone a little history lesson to describe the something of current or power or something i don't know it's just to do with physics i'm not teaching this course but where does the word come from is it a a french philosopher voltaire or b an italian physicist alessandro volta it's it's volta the physicist because why would it be named after a philosopher but according to this guy no 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 it's named after this philosopher who just really liked electricity, despite living in what it looks like from this picture, probably the, sort of the Georgian era, when electricity wasn't a thing. But 
you know, what, what the hell? He he loved that word. He invented voltage. Incredible. It's it's quite funny, but also kind of serious because these people are actually going out into the real world now and practicing health and safety, but they've been given totally wrong information. But also kind of funny. Not gonna lie, they have been compensated and they can retake the module with a with a different lecture and not the same one because. I, I wouldn't really trust him with much anymore. <laughs> what a blagger. The world's biggest chancer ever. Showing up to hundreds of kids and just going, eh, yeah, I think it's this. And uh, hoping none of them will ever find out otherwise. Almost have a weird kind of respect for the guy. I'm not going to lie. Kind of impressive. Next, a very different educational related story. That comes off to Fletcher. Here's If You're Gonna Lie. Wizard Radio, that was Fletcher. If You're Gonna Lie. I'm Alec Feldman. It's Wizard Radio. Four minutes to go until the Unstoppable Sessions with NTS. First though, I want to talk to you about exam invigilators because this is this is another thing I've read. Exam season probably kind of coming to an end now if you're doing GCSEs, A-levels, whatever. Hope they were all good. Hope you're nearly done if you haven't finished yet. I saw something on the BBC saying how a lot of students are finding exams more difficult because of invigilators who kind of make it a lot more difficult by being a bit distracting, doing little things. I've heard quite a lot about invigilators who maybe play games. I don't know how much this happens, but also sort of play games with the other invigilators whilst invigilating the exam, like racing down the aisles to see if you can get there first, or standing behind the, the smelliest kid or whatever. A few examples I've read here. Some invigilators sit there filing the dead skin off their feet and picking it at in an exam. Gross or um, just generally taking off their shoes, walking around shoeless, again, gross, or a bit of the classic staring over your shoulder that makes you think, oh, why are they doing that? Do they think I'm cheating? And um, apparently they also do stuff like cracking their fingers, tapping their watch, rocking on creaky chairs, sighing, breathing loudly, and loads of other stuff that's just really distracting and annoying. Now, I would like to tell you now about an invigilator that that I had and everyone at my school had and this guy he's very well known I don't want to make him easy to identify because I don't know it's kind of a little bit mean what I'm about to tell you about but I want to tell you about this because this was the backdrop to my GCSEs my A-levels to everyone else's this this invigilator they they had a very interesting attitude to personal grooming kind of had quite scruffy long hair and weren't really properly shaven. It was kind of patchy and blotchy and all that kind of stuff. Dressed like it was still the 1970s. These kind of weird suits with obnoxious patterns and elbow pads and all this kind of stuff. Very, very old way of dress and like ugly ties. But the most notable thing about, about this, this invigilator was everybody could know when he, this invigilator was coming because you'd you'd smell him before you saw him and the smell that this this poor chap uh, um emitted was well it was it was we this, this guy for, for whatever reason i don't know i don't know what the deal was i hope he's like okay but always smelled like we all the time everyone knew this guy everyone recognized it all the teachers knew that it was a thing they'd never mention it but they knew they knew exactly what you meant and if you were doing an exam, you'd kind of get this, this faint whiff of urine. You'd be like, oh, here they come, here they come. And you'd sort of, you'd have to hold your breath until they'd walk past because it was just quite a distracting and an unpleasant odour. 
So if you have got these these dodgy invigilators who are distracting or invasive or whatever, I feel for you, but not quite as bad as as the guy who was given a rather mean nickname that I can't say, but it was about it was about we and their name. There was a bit of alliteration going on as well. Not pleasant. So I feel for you. Okay, nearly four o'clock. Still to come. We have the unstoppable sessions with NTS. I will tell you all about that in due course. Taylor Swift on the way too. After we get the latest news headlines. Here goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.